Hello, honey, and welcome to the Healthy Emmy Podcast. I am your go-to nutritionist for plant-based weight loss and the creator of the eight-week Slim on Starch program. If you want to learn how to lose weight and keep it off on a plant-based diet, you've come to the right place. And the best part, it does not involve counting calories or restricting portions. This is the podcast version of my YouTube videos, so if you'd like to see the woman behind this voice, Proceed at your own caution and go to the show notes where you'll be directed to the Healthy Emmy YouTube channel. Otherwise, enjoy your commute, walk, workout, or whatever the heck it is that you're doing with just my voice on this podcast. I'm going to be introducing you to my client, Kim. I do want to put in a little bit of a trigger warning. Uh, Kim does discuss very briefly um, her past with being molested as a child and how this was something that she hadn't realized was subconsciously causing her to want to hold on to this weight. She mentions it was a little bit of a shield that she held on to for a long, long time and how as she got closer and closer to her goal weight in the past, that is something that would keep her from reaching there because it was scary to get into this place and how she had this beautiful release during the Slim on Starch program and during our work together. And I thank her for being so open and vulnerable, but I did want to put this little warning in that this is something that she discusses. Now, Kim is 50 years old, which you will not believe when you watch because she looks like she is 18. <laughs> she is so youthful, so beautiful, and such a joy to listen to. So get excited for this interview. Also make sure that you hit subscribe, turn on the notification bell so that you can be notified every time I'm coming out with a new video. And go to healthyemmy.org if you wanna work with me and get the results that Kim got through our work together. Kim is an absolute joy to work with. She, Her weight has dropped dramatically during the program and she has released so much. She's the best. You're going to love her. Let's get into it. Okay. So my name is Kim. I was born in Michigan and just cutting to the chase. I have been struggling with my weight since I was a child. So at the early ages, I would say it had to have been around grade school where I looked around and I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I'm the chubbiest kid in the class. What's going on? And I would eat the traditional, you know, my grandmother cooked a lot. It was the fried chicken, the macaroni and cheese, the cakes, the cookies. I was the only child. So it was like, okay, whatever I wanted, you can have it, you can have it. And if they had to say no to anything, oh, just give her a cookie, she'll be fine. So I just grew up just, food was my comfort, it was my everything. So in eighth grade, I really noticed that all the girls were wearing the cute little, I think back then I'm dating myself. It was the Jordash jeans and Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> and I had to always go to the chubby section and it was depressing. I mean, literally there were times in me where I was, oh God, it's bringing my memories. I would literally cry myself to sleep. Like when I grew up, I want to be thin and beautiful. And so I had these competing grandmas. So the maternal grandma, was the one that gave me the cakes, the cookies, the fried chicken, et cetera. And then when I would occasionally go see the paternal grandma, she was the one who's like, baby, we need to um, get you moving more. She was very delicate. She never really outwardly talked about my weight. So she pretty much kidnapped me the year between eighth grade and ninth grade. And oh my God, I blossomed. So 
I had a lot of friends over there. She never really said, I'm going to change what you eat, but she made me go outside and play and I would come in and do I have to come in and eat? So by the time I got to ninth grade, oh, watch out. I had lost, I don't know how much weight because I didn't get on the scale. And then I had dropped the braces, lost the glasses. So they were like, who is that? And I'm like, it's Kim. They're like, oh my God. So of course I got all the attention and you know, life was great in high school. Fast forward to college. College, you know, the freshie 15, I gained probably 20. And mind you, I'm only five feet, nothing. So 20 pounds on me was just ridiculous. Um, then after college, I met my husband and he was vegan. And so I just kind of went into this whole natural lifestyle, lost, you know, all the weight, really trimmed down nicely, mid twenties, late twenties. And so life was looking really good. And then the kids started. So I have four children, ages 13, 17, 21, and 24. And so up and down with weight since then, I have tried every diet from keto, alternate day fasting, 24-hour fasting, intermittent fasting, um, something called alt-shift, reset. It was, I've tried everything. And so it wasn't until... I got serious last year because I had gotten to like my highest weight ever outside of pregnancy, which was like 145 and mind you, I'm five foot nothing. So, and my mother-in-law was like, mm, you're getting kind of wide back here. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's it. The quarantine and everything, the eating, because my little kitchen office is like, I'm sitting in it right now. It's right next to my kitchen. So the smells from everybody cooking and then just stressful calls, you know, I get up, I get snacks and hence went up to 145. So just looking through the internet, like I always do for the next plan, that's going to be it. This is it. This is the last chapter. I stumbled upon the starch solution, loved it because I was like, wow, you can really, you know, eat potatoes and lose weight because coming out of hardcore keto, I'm all about that fat. I'm all about that bacon. I was like, you couldn't convince me that I would lose any weight eating any potato, breads, pastas, et cetera. So I kind of tried it on my own. And I was like, oh, this works. Then I saw this cute little lady called Emmy. And I was like, I was just hooked. I watched all of your videos, all of your testimonials. I saw at least three people. I was like, I can relate to that. That's me. I was like, OK, Kim, this is it. This is the last frontier. So me signing up with you, it was definitely, it was a no brainer because I thrive better in structure. I can do it on my own, but I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, Kim, you've been doing how many years of this yo-yo dieting? You need a coach, girl. So this will be like the, really the second time I've ever had a coach. The first time I had a coach was with keto and keto was just, it worked. I got fabulous in like two months and then lost it all or gained it all, I should say, but it was too restrictive. I mean, anytime you just, you're eating mainly fat and vegetables and carbs are the devil, I just, I couldn't maintain it. So again, this is my second coach and I'm very happy that I signed up with you because life is just, it's beautiful. It's just, I don't know, I can't even say, I can't say enough about this program because it just gave me what I call a sense of mastery it's like I have this little toolbox 
And if I want to get down to the low 120s, it's like, okay, I can do that. Or if I just want to hang out at a more comfortable weight because I know I'll be cheating with my hubby and going out eating vegan junk food. Okay, I can chill out at 127, 128, no big deal. But ultimately, my ultimate, ultimate goal, now that we've gotten out of the, um, the fourth quarter, fourth quarter is always the worst for me because I've got my birthday, my father-in-law, mother-in-law. I got like 10 birthdays in the fourth quarter. And unfortunately, we had a death in the family in December. And just this whole fourth quarter was a mess. But because I had you in your program, I didn't gain my traditional, okay, I'm hitting mid 130s. I've maintained at kind of like the, the high 120s. And now I can master and get to my ultimate goal of 114. So I'm excited about that. Oh man, that was a lot. You are so fabulous. I remember our first phone call so vividly, so vividly. I remember it was Saturday and it was the last call that I had before I went over to my boyfriend's and I said, I just spoke with this woman and I am obsessed with her because you have such an energy about you. And I remember saying to him, I was like, I want this to work for her so badly because oh. I know that the program works, but it only works when you work it. And so I wanted mm -hmm. to jump through the phone and pick you up. You got bear here. I wanted to just pick you up and bring you under my wing and have you move into my house and be like, oh, but that's what you've achieved even through our relationship being virtual. So I'm, I'm so proud of you and um, I'm confident we'll make it to 114 because I know that you had a breakthrough in the program as well. I did. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Oh my God. So one of the journaling exercises, um, I don't remember what the topic was, but whatever it was, I remember going to bed thinking about it and I literally woke up in the morning going through like a whole uh, wave of emotions. So it took me back to being a child and being molested. And it reminded me that, Kimberly, that's where your padding is coming from. You're protecting yourself from either being attractive to the opposite sex or just that comfort of being secure. It's okay to release it. So I went through these emotions of being angry at those involved to then wanting, literally, I'm punching them, like waking up, just, I could just feel myself wanting to strangle them to just letting it go, saying, it's okay. You know, and it gave me the insight that hurt people hurt people. So once I realized that and I, I internalized that and I was able to let go, oh my God, that was such a breakthrough. I mean, the, the emotions, just the, the release. And it was like things started getting easier and easier because for me, it's a whole mind, body and spirit journey. That's why I know this is the last chapter because I'm taking this tool from here. I'm taking this knowledge from here. I'm taking this insight from here. And I'm putting it all together and I'm like, this is, this is the last chapter of this journey because now that I have this under my belt, I've been able to focus on other things that I've kind of put in the background. Um, like I started a side business where I want that to eventually take over my nine to five. So it's like, okay, Kim, you need to be free in every aspect. 
You're freeing yourself from your weight. Now I want you to free yourself from your job. I've been in this human resources field for 18 years. I'm done. I'm done firing people. I'm done with all the icky stuff that comes with HR. I am done. I've climbed that corporate ladder, been there, done that. And so now I want to teach people to get to where I am. And I also love trading in the stock market. So I'm really focused on my finances. So my goal nowadays is to allow my nine to five to fund my five to nine so that I can be free in that arena too. So I'm doing everything now. I'm just like, oh, it's on. It's so on. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Cause I know, you know, talking about what you've gone through is not something that you just chat about casually. And so I really, I truly that to share that you've helped a lot of people that go through the same thing and never say a word about it and suffer in silence and they can see themselves in you. So thank you for being that inspiration for them. Beginning of the program, you were on it, you got it. And then like you said, the fourth quarter is when it gets hard and your weight was going down, slim on starch, you were just flying high. And then you hit a little bit of a bump as you got closer to your goal. And yes. then adding, yeah, it was so interesting. And it just all aligned as you got closer and closer and that padding that you talked about got thinner and thinner. That's when it got scary. And that's when the self-sabotage started to happen. That's it. That's exactly it. It's like a fear of success, a fear of actually seeing me reach my goal. If I hit it, can I maintain it? If I hit it, will I get too much unwanted attention? Just all this stuff just came. And then, of course, everything you think about, the universe has a way of making things align. So you've got that going on. And then you've got the birthdays and the cake and the extra uh, gifts that the company sent me for being such a great partner. And just, oh, my God, all kind of stuff. Just, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had those tools and I knew that I could make it through. And so now I'm at the point where I can just, you know, dust myself off and, you know, just go back into my toolkit and start my potato and potatoes and broccoli. And my favorite breakfast is broccoli and oatmeal. My kids <laughs> look at me like, mom, really? You're eating broccoli and oatmeal. Oh my God, you got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, there's a saying, it's when you worry, you only suffer twice. And so by worrying, what happens when I reach 114? Am I going to be able to sustain it? What then what then what? All of that worry, you suffer while you worry. And then if it all happens when you reach 114 and the world falls apart, then you, you suffer a second time. And so mm -hmm. you just let go of that worry and the anxiety of the what if, what will happen? What if, what if? That anxiety is worse than when you're actually going through it. So to take the action was so brave of you and to release that and break free from it. Yes. The sigh of relief. Yeah, it, it, I just, I don't know. I just can't say enough about just having those tools and getting me in the mindset. Like I could have, you know, I say either you're going to invest your time or your money. So I was at the point where I've already spent, um, I don't know, 38 years <laughs> in some type of diet program. So it's like, no, Kim, now you need to invest the money to get a coach to help you get there succinctly and efficiently and stop, you know, doing it on your own. Because, you know, we all can do it on our own. It would take me a long time and it would take me so long that if I 
call it backsliding, it would take forever to get back to where I need to go. So I was like, I'm done. And the fact that you have, you know, yourself and I have a mindset coach and a nutrition coach. Oh, please. That was right up my alley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you had that sort of mental breakthrough, a lot of times we have this epiphany moment, but then the action that's the hard part. You know, it's kind of like this, oh, this makes sense. I am going to do it. I'm going to get back into it. But then taking the action, that's the real hard part. So what was it that allowed you to actually start taking that action and keep working toward that goal as opposed to retreating back? Retreating back is the easier thing. Well, what helped me was knowing that I wanted this to be it. So I had to literally kind of talk myself into just being aware of where I was. I think one thing that helped was just the mental awareness, you know, and journaling, because I could be sitting here in my kitchen and I could literally feel myself wanting to get up and going to get tortilla chips. So the action for me was, okay, primary food. What would Emmy say? What would Emmy say? <laughs> and I literally had to think of something alternative to do other than the easy thing, which is just to get the chips. So it's a mindset, um, the mindset plus the action work together to kind of give you that inspiration to, and even to visualize, okay, Kim, you know, if you eat the tortilla chips and guacamole or hummus or tortilla chips alone, you know that you're gonna start an avalanche of wanting that every day. And then the next thing you know, you, you're gonna want say a veggie burger or something else that is not definitely on the now list it's on the later list so I just didn't want that avalanche so literally it was to stop myself in my tracks and think about the consequences and that's what kind of got me out of the I know what to do but I'm not going to do it mode it kind of helped me just say okay this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do so and to have your office be right next to your kitchen Especially because, you know, you're working in that office. That's probably at the end of the day, at the end of the work day, when you smell everything that's cooking at dinner time. Can you give us some, some tactics that you use? Because I know there are other people that live with people that aren't eating the same way as them. And it is so hard to smell that food. Mm -hmm. You have to have all of your food ready, or at least some of your good foods ready. For me, it was taking maybe six to seven potatoes, putting them in my Instapot, having baked potatoes at my fingertips probably saved my life in what could have been even worse. So either I would eat it baked, you know, the next day, or I would um, have it already steamed. I would cut it up, take it from the Instapot, put it in the air fryer, make some fries. That was one of the go-to because not only was it good for me, oh my God, it was delicious. So I would take that, I get the ready-made salad. So I'd have a plate of fries and my salad and I was good because it was so filling. I even, you know, had a little ketchup, barbecue sauce, whatever I wanted, that was it for me. So that would be my main suggestion would be to always have some Slim One Starch food handy so that you don't say, well, I don't have anything made. So I guess it won't hurt. My daughter has ordered a pizza. I'll just take the cheese off and have a vegan pizza yeah right yeah right come on who are we fooling yeah because you know one of my daughters is vegan so she'll you know whip up the vegan sausage the beyond meat burgers and 
you could say, well, yeah, it's vegan, but the fat is way too high. So don't even try it. So when you have your, your low fat uh, starch foods available, it makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have another question. And okay. that you are a busy lady. You're a mom of four. You're a wife. You have, you're working your nine to five. You have your five to nine, as you say. How in the world did you have the time and energy to do this program? Well, we all give them 24 hours in a day. So I just had to budget. So my weekends were critical. So especially Sundays. Sundays was the day I did my little Instacart orders and I would do my uh, prepping, batch preparing of my food, my potatoes. I make sure I have like the big, what is it? Two pound thing of salad. I always kept frozen broccoli. And those are things that even while I'm working, I can take my laptop in the kitchen and just make sure I'm popping something in the steamer, popping something in the Instapot. Um, So during the week, it was like clockwork. I think weekends when I had a little bit more time was when I had to really watch myself because, you know, the Netflix and chill with the hubby and he wants to eat chips and it's like, okay, what can I get? Grapes. Okay, let me get some grapes. So I think that's where a lot of times I would get into a little bit of trouble because I thrive in structure. Monday through Friday, I was on it. Saturday and Sunday, I tried to get a little loosey-goosey and it's like, nope, when I saw the scale creep up, I'd have to dial it back. And when I learned how to dial back my weekends, that's when I was even more successful. So being busy, really, we can't use that as an excuse because when you want something bad enough, you'll find time to make it work. So I was just done. I just had to find the time. It was there. I just had to you know, move some things around that weren't necessarily very helpful for me. So I just made time. Mm-hmm. I love it. How long have you been married, Kim? Oh, 25 years, 24 and a half years. I had to think about it. <laughs> we won't tell him. <laughs> we won't ask him how long you've been married. I know. You, <laughs> you've been married for as long as I've been alive. So you've been uh-huh. married to your husband for a long, long time. Talk to us about that. Well, it was pretty easy because he has, uh, actually he introduced me to uh, veganism back when we met. But since then he had started eating a little meat. And when I was staunch keto, he actually went vegan and dropped, I wanna say 40 pounds or something like that. So he's not um, a stranger to this. The only thing that's different is he'll eat a lot more fat, avocados and things like that than I would. So that would be the difference. And he'd look at me like, well, I don't understand. Avocados are good. Yeah, dear, not now. I can have it later, but not now. So once he starts to understand and he saw the results, he was like, okay, keep going. So, and the only difference is really are the children. And because I'm working from home, I find myself working longer hours than I did at the office. So now I have them preparing their own food. So it's not really a struggle because I eat different times of the day. They eat whenever six, seven, eight o'clock. I normally try to stop eating around six or seven because I try to get to bed by 10. So Mm -hmm. it just, I don't know, it just happens to just kind of all fall in line to where there's not a lot of competition. And when the the meat, two meat eaters in my house are eating meat, usually they make it themselves or it's just not a temptation. Well, when your husband sits down, you know, it's a Saturday night and you guys are hanging out and he's having some of your later foods, as we call them. How do you not just 
pick up when he's having and have some? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I will have some and I'll say, okay, I can just have a little bit. But I know that it, when I did that and when I do that, it's going to put me in a maintenance phase and I'm definitely not ready for maintenance. So I will dip into it knowing that, okay, okay, you want to sit right here if you want to. But <laughs> if you want to get to 114, I will have to go get myself like maybe some grapes as a go-to or my cheat on SOS would be having like maybe two bananas and making some nice cream with it. So that'll be like my, ooh, I'm having fun too while you eat that. <laughs> or I'll just go get some fries. And usually I end up having to make him some, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that, Kim. That this is not about being perfect. SOS, I always say it's not a religion. It's not a cult. It's a foundation that you build off of. And this is not a race. We're not yes. racing to 114. And I like how you said that when you dip into that stuff that your husband has, it just keeps you in maintenance. Yes. It makes the scale go back up. You want to talk about that? Oh my God. That's one thing I can say. This program has given me the gift of mastery. I can master my weight and be wherever I want to be. I know how to maintain at any given weight. It is like, it's so easy. Knowing that, okay, yeah, you can have a veggie burger, you can have this, but know that you'll maintain because right after you have those foods and you get back on SOS, you'll maintain it for a while. But if you want to get serious, you know, okay, well, I may have those things once a month or maybe for the next 21 days, I'll put myself on a Kim challenge and say for this amount of time, I'm only going to eat this because I want to see what my weight looks like here. So just being able to predict what my weight is going to do is a gift onto its own. I, yes. I can't say enough about that. <laughs> That's huge. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so powerful to, to finally be working with yourself as opposed to this weight being this elusive sand through your fingertips. How do I get a hold of it? How do I get a hold of it? You said that your weight has been something that's been on your mind forever. So now that you have this open mind space, was that kind of this foreign feeling to not be trying to figure out the weight thing? We often find that people sort of, that's their, that's all they know is being on a new diet, trying a new cleanse. And now you've got it. So it's kind of like, now what? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? What that open brain space was like? Definitely. I remember journaling that, oh my God, who in the world will I be without being the woman who's always on some kind of diet or eating plan. That was scary because I was, that's always been at the forefront. But now that I don't have to think about it, that's what actually propelled me into just a second level of education. Now my focus is my financial education. I'm learning about taxes, starting a home-based business and starting a website and things I wouldn't, you could never in a million years told me that I had this little bitty entrepreneurial spirit inside of me. I'd be like, yeah, right. I'll be working until I retire at whatever age or unless my husband retires me. That was just always my mindset working for other people. But now that whole weight thing has like created this whole space of I get to really see who I am, what I really like, what I'm about. I don't have this weight thing lingering over me. I can just comfortably be me and give that whole space. 
I mean, I used to wake up looking at videos. I could spend all day on a Saturday looking at YouTube, studying diet plan, going through exercise routines. Which one's going to give me the smaller waist, the, the firmer butt, and you name it. I've just spent so invested so much in that whole space that to finally say, eh, let me just get up and eat what I eat and just keep it pushing and then focus on things that are really take me to the next level in life. That, oh. That's just amazing. And with people like you, Kim, I mean, everybody watching, it's no secret. You are so well-spoken. You're clearly smart, driven. You, you're beautiful. You, you know, your home looks beautiful. And so to hear that somebody like you, somebody who clearly there's something between these two ears when it comes to Kim, you are a smart lady. You have so much potential. And then to think that so much of your precious brain space was taken up by something like food is such a disservice to who you are. And so I'm so thrilled that food is getting smaller and smaller and smaller so that more of Kim, you can just be Kim. Be Kim. I think just be me yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah it's I can't I can't even explain it. I would have never have seen myself at this point because that's who I've been for like I said 38 years I've been going on this roller coaster so I think when I hit 50 I was like this is 50 and phenomenal from this point on we're we're yeah this yeah. is just a whole new chapter a whole new me I'm Filter free and 50 is another saying I like to say. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It really is. I think what's so great about getting to this point is there's a misbelief and a big misunderstanding that once you get to the point that you're at right now, Kim, that it's rainbows and butterflies and you never have anything that's not SOS and you never mess up, you never overeat, but that's not what's going on here. When you get to this point, it's not about what you do, but it's the the grace that you grant yourself and everything that you do. Everybody has little situations of overeating. Everybody eats something and says, oh, I wish I hadn't have had that. You feel like, uh, but that's not, that's never going to go away. It's the, the reaction that you have to it. And to say to yourself, you know what? I'm human. These things happen, but I know what I can do tomorrow. I know what my meals are going to look like tomorrow. Right. So mm -hmm. when I asked you earlier, you know, what do you do when your husband sits down and he's eating some later foods, you go, well, I have them sometimes, but I know what I need to do the next day. And I know how it's going to affect me. And you do everything with complete intention. That's it. And I love how you said grace. That's exactly what I'm giving myself these days. No longer do I deem things good or bad. It's, is it going to give me a desired result or an undesired result? The food itself is just food. Poor thing. We just demonize so many things. And it's like, I'm just being me. And you guys are just demonizing me. And it's like, it's just food. And it, either it'll take you where you want to go. It'll maintain where you're at. Or it'll take you someplace you don't want to go. And you just, and just having that grace to say, if I want to go out with him and have a big old vegan junk food meal, who cares? Mm -hmm. And and one thing that, you know, we talked about or even through the chat says, take it at like a 30,000 foot view. Mm -hmm. In the grand scheme of things, this one little blip in life. Enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy these things. But come back to what you know, you, you know and love. Because... It's not like the diets where it's like, okay, I know what to do, but it doesn't taste good. No, it's like, I know what to do and the food tastes good. 
So it's a win-win situation. So yeah. Kim, on our first phone call, I remember you said to me, because I was, you were cracking me up on our first phone call. You said, you know, I'm watching Emmy and she's half my age, but I don't care. You do not, if this is you at 50, you're going to live to be 400 because you have such a youth about you. And I swear with continuing on SOS, you're going to age in reverse. That's my goal. Because actually what I want to do when I hit 114, I want to get to the point where they would say, will you please put some clothes on? (laughs) I mean, when... Cause that's, that's like my next goal. It's like, okay, um, as I'm continuously, you know, getting down, I actually want to start uh, lifting weights again. Cause that was one of my loves um, in my twenties. I love lifting weights. I love the, the look of the, the curves and um, oh, it was just something about it. So I want to be very tight and small at the same time versus there was one point where I was lifting weights and I had, you know, gotten up to, it was it looked stocky on me. Yeah. And I'm too small to look. So <laughs> I want to just be like petite and just um, small curves, very tight, lean. Oh, I can I can already see it. So, yeah, they're going to next video we do. I'll be half naked. So just, <laughs> just be ready for that. <laughs> I love it. So you have your um, your business that you're working on. You want to get into weightlifting. Is there anything else that you're thinking about that's brewing that you might want to do moving forward? I think the more space I give to me, the more things will just be revealed. I, I don't even know what I want to do. It, I, it'll be a year from now. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I never would have seen myself doing this. But oh, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm always childlike and curious about things, always learning and just life is fun. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's just all in what you assign to it. Like, you know, a lot of people are running from 2020. And I'm like, are you kidding? 2020 was <laughs> a year that gave me so much insight, so much clarity. You know, a lot of times you can't get to the goodness until you go through a little of the hard part. Um, it just, it builds so much character and it, it shows you the strength you never knew you had. So I don't regret anything. I don't have any regrets. Um, that And now it goes for food and everything else. It's like, it's a lesson. You learn from it, you move on. And if you don't learn from it, guess what? You're going to be doing it over and over and over again. <laughs> so eventually you'll get it. So yeah. yeah, my thing is getting it so I can see what else is next. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you said in our next video, because that is on, that's on my list. And also to come visit you where it's warm. That's oh, on my list. Come too. to California, please. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kim. This was terrific. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, honey. Come say hi at Healthy Emmy on Instagram and join our private Facebook group, The Healthy Honeys, where you can get started losing weight on a plant-based lifestyle. I'll see you in there and everything is linked in the show notes. Mwah!